0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless. My name is Liam, and today we have a very special episode of the podcast for you. Charlie Bliss were recently in Australia for Splendor in the Grass and also a couple of sideshows in Sydney and Melbourne. And I was lucky enough to sit down with Eva and Sam from the band before their Melbourne show to talk about a couple of albums that they nominated as Flawless. So I just wanted to say a special thanks to Megan from Red Light Management who set all this up for us, and of course to Eva and Sam as well, who were fantastic guests, as you will hear in a moment. Uh, so here we go Flawless, a music podcast with Charlie Bliss
1: My name is Eva Hendricks I'm in Charlie Bliss And I nominate Lords' album Melodrama
2: But on the aisle Be
3: I'm Sam Hendricks, also in Charlie Bliss, and I nominate the Blue Album by Weezer.
0: joining us guys, so tell us um, one at a time, or both at once, How, why did you pick these particular albums?
1: Laura's album Melodrama was just an album that once I heard it I kind of felt like I had a new standard by which to kind of compare all the music that I wrote, all the music that I heard to um, it really just inspired me so much, I felt like it was a perfect record um, and I feel like uh you know, it's a record that I feel like if I had heard it when I was, you know, 16, it would have blown my mind, yeah. but it affected me just as much as when I heard it when I was, you know, 24, I think, when it came yeah. out. And um, I think lyrically, it's it's a beautiful record. It's a heartbreaking record. Um, I love breakup songs. I love breakup records. And I think she kind of set the standard on this one.
3: I nominated Blue Album because for me, it was like the first piece of music that really felt like it was my own Uh, you know our our parents were and are still so into music and raised us on classic rock and but it kind of like I didn't really discover any bands on my own or with the help of a friend until I heard Weezer and it just was like oh my god like this is mine this is like (laughs) this is like speaking to me on so many levels Um, and I still remember when I first heard it I've revisited it you know every So often, yeah, Yeah. you know, and yeah, just a very special album for me, and definitely a formative one.
0: So I I normally ask people where, like, how they discovered an album, but obviously with Lord, you were just alive in 2017, (laughs) so that that's how you discovered it. Sure was. Yeah, so how did you discover the blue album? Did a friend play it for you? or My friend Henry, who actually has
3: gone on to direct two of our music videos oh, nice. for the new album. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, it was like the age of Napster and LimeWire and all the downloading music illegally. I shouldn't admit that now <laughs> as, as an artist, but, uh, and I remember him playing some Death Cab for Cutie and some Weezer and stuff and, as soon as he played weezer it was just like oh my god like i don't have to listen to Jimi hendrix or yeah. you know led zeppelin or what my parents raised me on like this this exists i didn't even know about this because it was you know back then it was harder to discover new music especially as a kid um and yeah so my friend henry showed me it just totally blew my mind and i ended up buying every single album they had released up to that point and right
0: yeah cool so then how do you think Weezer well actually this is a bit of a first for us because we've never had people nominate an album where we've already covered a previous album okay. so previously somebody nominated Lord's first album oh. and then we've already done uh, Weezer's second album so nice. what made you pick these particular albums so do you think any? of the, how do you think it stands up against their other albums?
3: I, I am obsessed with Pinkerton I'm a Weezer apologist I love the albums post Pinkerton nice <laughs> like, uh, I just think I think Blue Album is so ex- immediately accessible mm-hmm. um, and I feel like just as someone who hadn't listened to a lot of n- you know new music outside of what our parents showed us growing up it was just it Im- immediately drew me in and after listening to Blue Album I really had an appreciation for Pinkerton and Green Album and Maldry and everything that came after but for me that was the first one that really like I was like oh my god yeah, just yeah. Like, it just drew me in instantaneously nice yeah. Um,
1: you know it's actually really funny because I would I would consider Lord to be now like one of my all-time favorite artists, mm-hmm. but when her first album came out, I was not into it. I did not like Royals. I resented hearing it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hate this song. I don't get why everyone is so obsessed with it. Um, it really annoyed me. I didn't. None of the singles really spoke to me. Team. Um, I I really like it, Tennis Court. Like I, none of them really uh, spoke to me at the time, so I wasn't really. It's kind of funny because I wasn't really looking to Lord's sophomore album to be like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what she does next." I was yeah. kind of like, "Ugh, whatever." Yeah. And I just remember hearing "Green Light" um, when it first came out and just being so floored by that song. Um, and then, you know, since then oh, sorry. Since then, I've gone back and have listened to her first record, "Pure Heroine." And there's a lot to love on that record, mm-hmm. and I really have grown. I, I now I listen to it. I'm like, oh, I was really harsh. Like that that record is actually very good. And this her song "Ribs" might be off that record. Might be one of my favorites. But I just think that there's something about melodrama um, as a record that is just like a perfect sonic universe. Yeah. Uh, it kind of all those songs. You feel like you're really in a world that she created for you when you're listening to that record, and it's so moody, and uh, you know. And I think, like lyrically, she matured so much on her second record. She, there's so much depth uh, there, and um, you know, I I just really, to me, that record is just perfect. And I love Pure Heroin too, but it's just.
0: I think I think for me, because when I I heard Pure Heroin when it came out, and I wrote a bit of a review, and I was like, okay. 16, 17 year old, so mind blown right from the start. Let's right, get right. that out of the way. But it was like lyrically and story wise, it was great, but musically, I felt it was a bit samey all the right. way through the album. I right. mentioned that when we did the last one, but having listened to this one now, for this one, I was like, okay, this is what I wanted from Lord. Like stellar songwriting and storytelling, that sort of stuff, but musically and sonically, just like at that next level up, a bit more variety
1: absolutely the variety and and when we were making our album young enough that was like one of the biggest things that was so inspiring to us was like that she has a song like Liability and songs like Writer in the Dark that just totally like when we saw her play they just kind of stopped the set in a really like beautiful heartbreaking way
2: I do my best to meet her demands play a romance we slow dance in the living room but all that is strange you would see is one girl swaying alone Stroking the cheek They say You're a little much for me You're a liability You're a little much for me So they pull back Make other plans I understand I'm a liability Get you wild Make you leave I'm a
1: little much for it Um, they're so honest and vulnerable um, and beautiful and uh, you know seeing that from her and seeing that she wasn't just you know you kind of have the curse when you're an artist who's discovered when you're like that young where you know people are always like you know you achieve this major success and then people are always like doubting you like oh well can they do it again or was it a fluke or someone else wrote it for them or whatever you know a lot of judgment goes uh, comes at you when you achieve success in that way and I just think that like she totally any criticism any like any you know doubters any naysayers like I feel like are totally silenced by melodrama yeah
0: because she actually kind of addresses that a little bit in one of the songs in um in the Louvre So it's like the boom, 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 boom is like a heartbeat. It's like, yeah. but she's got people telling her, just make another club hit. You know, we, we right. need, like, it took four years between the two albums, which is quite a long time for, a, like, even for a pop artist right. or any artist at all. But to then, yeah, you could tell she had people just telling her, like, just take your soul and put it on a tape. We need it. We need to right. hurry up. We need to, you to do that. And it's like that, just not, not, like, really derisive, but just like a little bit of a withering scorn. Like, no, no, just like, you people are idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. Just right, let right, me do right. my thing.
1: I, absolutely, and and I sense that so much on this record. It just feels like the record made by someone who is totally sure of who they are. Yes. Even if even if they're not sure that this is going to be who they are forever, I feel yeah. like she just the. There's so much confidence to this record that just feels so strongly to me. Like she was totally comfortable with where she was at when she was making this. She was un- she was comfortable with the parts of herself that she did like that she didn't like. And there's I so respect that honesty.
0: Yeah, and just the that idea of like. Green Light which was just an amazing lead off single and then the first song on the album and just even just hearing it on the radio I was like okay I I know Lord is taking this to places where I know it's going to be it's going to be awesome and then, then hitting
1: us with Liability right after like
0: yeah. straight away like a few songs later like those two songs shouldn't work together on an album someone know, who can do and, both and those liability things Liability
1: shouldn't work as a single but it Yeah does. yeah
3: I don't mean to break the rules and chime in on an album that I no, didn't no, nominate no, but there,
1: yeah. I know I'm not going to be able to not chime <laughs> in I know in. yeah is yeah
3: there? I I love melodrama as well I I just think sonically those songs have they all have such an aura to them and they yeah. all exist in such a cohesive universe and yet they're all so diverse it, it's really brilliant yeah. Yeah.
0: and she's brought in so many different producers it's something we do when we look at hip hop albums as well it's like really good hip hop albums they bring in a different producer for like every song and it's like how does that work how, how can you possibly get a consistent sound with that but somehow the good ones make it work and still manage to carry it through and she does that on this album as well well
1: it's just so amazing to see that like you know on when she was nominated for a Grammy for this record, you know every other album that she was up against, seeing like how many writers there were, yeah, uh, like and uh, how many you know on all of those other albums, and then just seeing that like the writers, all of the songs are like her and Jack Antonoff, and yes, like, and you, I think you can really hear that, like yeah. you know as much as they did work with other producers and like you know change it up on each song, like it's it's so it feels like you know a record that is so personal so specific and doesn't you know there's no real outlier on that record, yeah you're like where'd that one come from like yeah you can hear that it's made by two real people <laughs> yeah who really care about the
0: record as that you talk about the grammy as well because she was there's a bit of a rumor slash no one's really not quite sure what happened but the theory was um all the other um, album of the year nominees were men and they were all invited to play one of their own songs and then apparently she was invited to be part of like a collage thing at the start of like you can play a part of your song, and we'll get someone else to play. And she was like, "No, no, you've got all the dudes coming and playing their full songs. I want a full song or nothing." And then she, I don't think she ended up attending at all.
1: Some true bullshit, um, and I respect her for for taking that stand. And, yeah. And I think too, you know, like there's so much that's wrong with the Grammys, uh, and I think that you know something I really respect about Lord, like especially because she was someone who became so successful when she was so young. I'm so blown away by the boundaries she was able to set in her career Yeah. at such a young age. I think, you know, it, it's so tempting when you're that young to have the world handed to you on a silver yeah. platter and not be tempted by someone being like, hey, put on this outfit. Like, people will like it if you dress like this. Like, oh, like, change your hair or change your, you know, Photoshop all your photos, whatever. She didn't buy into any of that. And yeah. also is so, so specific about how she'll allow her songs to be licensed and them if she'll allow them to be in movies or like she won't allow them in commercials and i i think like for a 15 16 year old to like show that much restraint is amazing yeah i, I think like someone someone see someone able to see their career as like as a career and yeah think of it in terms of longevity is like i'm amazed by her
0: mm. so it was pretty much critically lauded right away so i've got a list of all the places where it was their number one album of the year so it was, <laughs> uh, Consequence of Sound, Cosmopolitan, Entertainment Weekly, The Mercury News, No Ripcord, NME, pretty much amazing. Stereo Gum, Melty, and Up Rocks all named it the best album of 2017. So that's not even like the ones that had a top ten. Like a lot of places, like you know, 20 more had a top ten. So right away, it was critically loved. And then I think like it didn't sell quite as well as the first one, but like yeah, that leadoff single just had people driving to it right away.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's I think that's wonderful to kind of. Be okay with not having that type of yeah. single again. You know, like, I think... I, I've listened to her do so many interviews about this record and the pressure that people are putting on her and whatever, and I think, like, I really respond to, like, I know we always say that, like, no one could ever put more pressure on us than we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the pressure that we put on ourselves is to write the best songs possible. And above anything, above how it's received or above how, you know, where how many records we sell or how many people come to our shows... If we put out something that we don't feel good about, no, it's not worth doing this. Yeah. It's like the, to do something that feels empty is so not a reason to be doing this. And uh, and I really respect her for being able to like put out a record. And obviously, it was still massively and yeah. as you just listed, like still massively. I think it's all relative in terms consistent. of
0: whether it did course, well or not. But yeah.
1: Uh, oh, of course. I mean, it did great. It did yeah. Great, and you know, wildly popular. We saw her like out arena. Like she, it's, she did amazing. But it's just like, I think that's really wonderful to not be chasing, like, oh, I have to be that, like, I have to be that song or song of the you know, yeah, like, right. it has to be whatever and just be like, no, I have to make the record that I love and that I need to make.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, like, you've now sort of taken that on board as a bit of an influence for yourself. Obviously, you guys play quite different kinds of music too, Lord. So then how do you think it's influenced you as, as I guess, as a songwriter and a, a band member?
1: Um, I would say that the major way that it influenced me was just um, the lyrics. I think I was so inspired by the honesty of the lyrics. I think on our first record, Guppy, I tended, I I had a tendency to be very open, but as soon as I would get to something that felt really hard to talk about or embarrassing, I would kind of swerve and make a joke out of it instead of saying something that I was ashamed of or embarrassed by. And, um, I think that hearing that record made me realize how important it is to to show all of yourself and to really m- make music that feels high stakes uh, and even if that makes you terrified on the day that they're coming out and to show your parents or to show your friends um, that's usually a good sign sure. if you're scared of your own music a little bit um, and uh, and that that was hugely inspirational and I think too you know that record is just like, feel it like you hear it and it the you know i wanted our record to sound like that type of world to sound like oh all these songs like it's so tight i know this world visually i know this world and i can tap into it and um that all of that was really really on my mind when we were making our record
0: yeah i found a really good description of it um they called it introvert pop and you need to listen to it with headphones because it sounds like he's whispering secrets in, straight into your ear. I
1: <laughs> love that. We always say that we want our music, like, and we're huge pop music fans, and we think of ourselves as people who make pop music, um, but I, obviously it's not the type of pop music that you would hear on Top 40 radio or whatever, yeah. um, but I think that we always think of it as like uh, like crying while dancing, music you should listen to crying while dancing, and I, I think that's very similar. And yeah, as an example, the, the example of the lyric I always think of when I am like, the one that always devastates me every time I listen to the record is on "Hard Feelings," "Loveless," um, when she says, "You leave,
2: but I still remember everything. How we drift buying groceries. How you dance for me. I'll start letting go of little things till I'm so far away from you, far away from you, yeah."
1: That visual of like you know you we've all lived that like living out like really mundane things but when you're in love with someone having it feel really special and you know then looking back and being like oh just having yeah. it break your heart like that stupid day we went to the supermarket like and
0: yeah it didn't
1: even matter but like yeah. i missed that and I, I just i think she's able to just take these tiny moments and in green light you know the whole intro to that song i do my makeup in somebody else's car it's like the relationship has ended. Now I'm like getting ready to go out, but I'm like not in my own house. I don't know, whatever. It's like perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Cool.
0: Perfection. Yeah. And so then onto Weezer, how do you think uh Blue Album and Weezer in general have influenced sort of what you do in, in terms of the band and your music you do? I
3: think uh I mean it's had such an influence on my songwriting, rsi writing for sure. Uh I think probably more so with our first album, Guppy, more than anything. Um which we definitely like, as far as like the track listing goes, we definitely modeled that a little bit after the blue album, where you know they have these like amazing pop bangers, and then they kind of end it with a song like "Only in Dreams," which yeah. is very different from anything else in the album. We kind of did a similar thing with our song "Julia," which is a total departure of what you know you heard previously, but it still works in that same universe. Yeah. Um, just songwriting wise, I mean, I feel like to the untrained ear, it's the, the song sounds so simple. It's just like standard chord progressions really catchy melodies but it's not easy to do and I think you know we have such a love for songs that stick in your head songs that you want to hear over and over again and on repeat and I think that definitely for me stems from listening to Weezer and other bands in the same similar genre but uh, yeah I think that that definitely like spawned our love of catchiness and catchy choruses and everything
0: because where we talked about like it was introvert pop they're sort of almost like introvert rock and sort of very nerdy rock sort of stuff like it's yeah not big ball busting fist in the air sort of rock stuff but still the same sort of really hooky thing so there's obviously three singles from the album so it was The Sweater Song and then Buddy Holly, which was obviously got that amazing video clip. And then Say It Ain't So. Right. And you can just say the words, like those three lines. And oh, yeah, I know exactly how that song goes. Like, it just gets ingrained into your memory.
3: Exactly. And it's amazing. I don't know. You said Say It Ain't So. And I just have a memory of, like, two years ago at a bar I was working at. Uh, say It Ain't So came on. And it's not the bar I used to work at. was, like, a craft beer bar. It wasn't, like, loud music or anything. But all these, like, financial business bros just started singing along. Oh, I'm, like, nice. It's so cool that a song like that can resonate with someone like me who was very introverted growing up and also just like some people just having fun at a bar in midtown Manhattan I, I think it's just amazing but um yeah and a song like in the garage which is yeah. just such an introvert introverted pop song rock song uh yeah it just makes me think of being in my basement and listening to my favorite songs and feeling like no one gets me and <laughs> yeah even though
0: everyone probably did I was probably pretty easy to
3: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> uh yeah yeah I it's just amazing. And I really love um I really love Surf Wax America off that album. So good. See, it's I have, a, I have a thing about I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of um, bands like oh people in suits because I'm I'm a public servant so I'm not a big fan of, like songs that are all like oh people in suits all suck you're all corporate drones or whatever but when that one hits you it's just like no all right I'll go with this this is so like yeah I want to throw all my stuff away and just go away and surf, aware, surf the the beach. world and stuff yeah exactly
3: oh I love it I love that they can have a song that like that that's just lyrically it's just so fun and it's not you know there's no not a lot of depth to it but it's still just amazing, it makes you, yeah, and juxtaposed with the song, like, the world has turned and left me here, which is a little deeper and it all just works, though. And yeah. 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 yeah.
1: But I, I think something that's amazing about Weezer is, like, a lot of the time, you know, their lyrics are pretty simple. Yeah. But they're able to communicate a lot of truth. To yeah. You. It's not, you know what I mean, it's not just, like, empty. None yeah. of their songs are empty. It's, 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 like, very simple and, you know, Easy for anyone to connect to, but there's a lot of truth there too. So, because
0: have you guys heard the Song Exploder podcast? Yes. yes. Yeah, and they, it made me depressed. The <laughs> one they did for the White Album. Um, it was it one of the Weezer songs he did? I can't. Whatever it was, he talked about how he wrote. He writes random phrases in a notebook, and then when he gets to the end, he just pulls out what he needs and drops it in place, and it doesn't matter if they're connected or not. And when I hear that, I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit sad, you know. But I don't think that's true for the first couple of albums. I think the first two—it can't be. It could it can't be. be. Like the second one's based on like Madam Butterfly, the opera. Like it's a whole movement all the way through. There's no yeah. way he randomly came up. And the first one, yeah, there's too many perfect phrases and like themes all the way through for it to have just been random. So I think that's maybe what he's done as he's gone on. Like he's just sort of defaulted back to that. Right. But yeah, definitely not for the first couple.
3: Yeah. I I know when we we listened to that, I think it was for the song Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory off the White album. I remember and. Evo is very bummed about that and I, I am too, to an extent I, I have more of like a mathematical like I love like spreadsheets when he talked about yeah, having yeah. Like a spreadsheet so <laughs> I was kind of like that's like psychotic but also brilliant but also like disappointed I don't know uh, but you're right there's no way that must have been he must have started doing that just with later albums because yeah, the, the lyrics in the, in the first five six albums are so just cohesive and make so much sense yeah. and
1: it meant so much. Much to so us much. I know. I, up, yeah. but, like, I can't. Like, those Even lyrics if, are like fundamental to how I understand the way the world right. works. If it's true, I forest. refuse to believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's
0: definitely what you'd do if you had writer's block, but you weren't just going to go like, "All oh, right, well, I'll just wait it out." Like if you're like, "No, no, I have to force myself to write." something. was like, "All right, I'm just going to write random words in a thing as, and see what as happens." As a
1: songwriting exercise, I have a lot of respect for it. Yeah. Like, it's just, I can't. I yeah. can't go and think <laughs> that like these songs that have like. Got me through breakups and, yeah. you know, awkward teen years and everything, like, could just be a fucking spreadsheet. It's all just random. Ah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it just works syllabically. That's all that it is. That was
1: good. Makes me nuts.
0: <laughs> so did you have any other favorite songs off that album what are, that you really sort of like putting on? To me, I, there's not a there's not a weak song in that
3: album, sorry. Uh, I think, ultimately, my favorite song, and one of my favorite songs of all time is uh, world has turned and left me here. I associate that with just being rejected by countless girls in high school and lying on the floor in my basement after calling a, a girl and asking her out to homecoming and her right. saying she's busy and just putting that song on. And, yeah, that one just makes me feel so nostalgic. And and it's also great because, you know, it's it's one that I'll put on and I'll find new things to appreciate about it. Yep. I think, yeah, the, the arrangement is beautiful. I think I, I, I love how it, like it doesn't change too much throughout the entire song. And yet it still has a build to it yeah. lyrically and emotionally. And yeah, I, I just, it makes it, as soon as I put it on, it memories flood in yeah. some
0: not so great as some just, you know, it but feels like a lot of Weezer songs are written for that exact moment. Like that's, he's just going to, yeah, put that all on and stuff. I'm um, on Pinkerton as well. There's a lot of like that moment of that exact moment of rejection or like where things turn and go badly from good to bad sort of thing. So. absolutely.
1: Also, you know, something I think about a lot with Weezer is just, like, there have been plenty of, like, feminist pieces written against Weezer and being like, oh, this guy, fuck this guy, the way he thinks of women and blah, blah. I get it, and sometimes there are moments when I listen to Weezer and I'm like, ugh, cringe, like, wouldn't say that now or, you know, wouldn't say that myself. But, like, I will say, growing up with brothers he so perfectly captures what it is like to be a dude <laughs> like in a way that's like I I always took his lyrics to be uh, somewhat like tongue in cheek somewhat like making poking fun at himself and so I I feel like it's worth laughing at most of them and even when they're really cringeworthy being like oh like that's, that's how like a dumb boy thinks That's how yeah. like a boy that age Like a 15 year old boy Like can conceive the world and
3: I was that dumb boy <laughs> That's why it resonated with me so much And we're
1: all dumb I mean that That music resonates with me too Just as much as it did to you So like you know He clearly got at something Yeah you?
0: Really I think, true Cause that, that's what bugged me About one of the songs on Pinkerton as well Was the way he treats I think it's a, a Japanese girl overseas And some stuff back and forth Right But there's something to be said For just like a lot, of, a lot of people were just like well that's how I feel but I'm just going to hide that because I know it won't go over well but as some of you said for like I'm just going to completely put myself out there and the good and the bad and say
1: this thing that like I know is wrong and yeah. bad and be, yeah I mean there's you've got to respect it on some level uh, and yeah I, I don't know and that you know that song has meant a lot to me and I think a lot about how like now that we are a band and we have music that and lyrics that people plug into and like some, something that's so important to me in music is that like people can listen to your songs and be like oh this is about me this is about my life yeah uh, you know I sorry I got thrown off because no I'm scared that we have time no, no but no 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 I, I I think that like I'm I am able to connect with that song on that level uh, and be like oh no this is like about what I'm going through right now
3: I also cool. want to say really quick I have a uh, an attachment to Only in Dreams as well. Not only because it's an amazing song, an amazing album ender, but uh, my girlfriend, who is I'm absolutely going to be the person I end up with, uh, when we first met, I she found out pretty quickly about my Weezer obsession. And I was like, I always try to tread lightly because it borders on, I mean, it is just obsessive at this point. Uh, and I asked her, I was like, oh, do you like Weezer? She was like, yeah. I, like, I love Weezer. And I was like, okay, this is like make or break. And I was like, what's your favorite Weezer song? And I was like, don't say Island in the Sun, please. And she goes,
0: only in dreams. And I was like,
3: nice. I'm buying a ring, this day. is
0: over. Cool, so just quickly as we wrap up, if you had to pitch the album, your albums to somebody, you had to play them one song that would convince them that it was flawless, what song do you think you'd pick off the album? Oh my goodness. I'll put you on the, I'll put you on the spot here. Put on the spot. Okay, I would say,
3: oh man. Yeah, I want to diversify my choice here because I don't want to just say world is turned. I would probably go with, you know what? I would probably go with Say it Ain't So because it was one of the singles. It's obviously one of the most celebrated songs from that album. I think it's a great balance of capturing the, you know, the emotional quality of, quality of the album, but also... It's definitely one of the catchiest songs, one that you want to just scream along to every time yeah, you hear
0: it. Totally.
3: I would say that, that that song kind of embodies what the album
0: is all about. Cool. And you've been deep in thought here, so are you... <laughs>
1: oh, God. Okay, well, I I would pick the song Supercut. Play in the dark We
2: were wild and fluorescent Come home to my heart huh? In your car, the radio In your car, the radio We keep trying to talk about us
1: I, that song is so amazing and I feel silly that I haven't talked about it until this moment but um, that song is so perfect and I think you know perfectly encapsulates just everything you go through and you're going through a breakup of like trying to sort out in your mind there's part of you that's like you know you know, you have to kill it in, in your heart a little bit but also this other part of you that's remembering all of the best moments of everything you went through together and you know you're kind of just at war with yourself but that song is also just such a banger and so cathartic to listen to and scream along to and uh, I think that is exactly what that album is all about so I choose that song
0: Awesome, well thank you very much both for joining us Thank you, thank this you is so a great much. podcast thank, I just you. Love
1: it. thank you for having us